Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Mark Murphy, and welcome to the second episode of Food 360 Live. With me on the mic is Emily Carpin. She's my director of communications and co-producer. And now she's also hosting the show with me from Surfside Studios, also known as Where We're Quarantined. I'm honored to have as our guest today a very good friend, chef and co-host of the Food Network's The Kitchen, Jeff Morrow. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Emily was going to ask the first question. I was. Are you going to ask the first question? I am. I'm going to ask. So, Jeff, tell us, how did you first get on Food Network? I am the winner of season seven of Food Network Star. Anybody that's followed my journey would hopefully know that, but it was a much longer journey before that that was uh, somewhat engineered to get to that position you know and so once i was cast on food network star it was kind of the final round you know the final uh job interview right did you want to go on food network star or did somebody push you into it no it was actually my fourth time auditioning when i finally made it on wow, oh, wow. but yeah. what, what was wrong with the what was wrong with them not taking the first three times you know it was probably a little maybe uh maybe a little green Honestly, maybe I didn't have like the complete story. You know, when I first started auditioning, I didn't have the, you know, I didn't have Lorenzo. I didn't have a, a, a child that always raises the stakes in the story and just wasn't my time then. You know, I needed a little, maybe a couple more years of, uh, you know, honing my professional chops before. Well, you, you just needed to marinate a little more. Is that it? I did. I think the timing was right. You know, if it happened when I was any younger, I would probably, you know, squandered it somehow. <laughs> I was a mature man when it all happened. Right. Oh wait. Oh wait. You're a mature 30, man now. I'm sorry. Thirty two. Thank exactly. you for reminding us. Exactly. How exactly. oh, that's that, that's interesting. Yeah, obviously, but you were in show business before this, if I remember correctly. I remember some some story about Tony and Tina's wedding or something. You this were is very true. With. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it. 
um, and I will talk to you about it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Let me start with that. Uh, so I was always a performer in school from third grade on. My first time I ever got on a stage, I was kind of uh, addicted. And throughout, you know, when I was young, I used to do Second City youth programs and, you know, comedy classes and theater and anything I could to perform. Um, so that carried me through, you know, college. I was in bands and everything. I always was on stage in some capacity. So when I finally graduated college, I uh, opened a deli with my cousin Dave. And that same week we opened the deli, I got cast in Tony and Tina's wedding because I auditioned. And I was pretty tailor-made for that too, just having my Italian-American background and knowing the speak and the accents and the characters um, that I could draw from. You know, I got cast and worked my way up from waiter to the star, Tony, after a couple years and did that for four years. So I had the, we had the deli for four years and I did Tony and Tina's for four years. You know, worked, even, even 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 during this show, it's like you have to start as a dishwasher and work your way up on the show. Oh, yeah, well. totally. It's, yeah, just it like was a, not, it's just like the restaurant industry. Yeah, it's like the Brigade, right? It was like, I mean, it was no different than being in like football boot camp. You know, you have to start shoveling <laughs> shit and then you can finally throw the ball. You know, it really was. It was very it, it, it was it was it was run by people that are not your typical theater thespian type people it was like neighborhood guys from the streets of chicago that kind of telling guys that were somewhat connected and would really put the fear of god into you to to extract the greatest performance possible i mean i had chair <laughs> i had chairs thrown at me i had to do laps around the reception hall or up and down the chapel if i messed things Sounds up like my like, work environment it is like I would run. I'd run like miles indoors. <laughs> it is. I know. And I've seen it in action. So, you know, it really did groom me for, uh, you know, a life in show business, I guess. That was my first taste of. But by the end of it, I mean, at the start of the show, I was only making 60 bucks an hour. So I, was, I always had to or 60 bucks a show. Seven I was like, shows that a week. pretty high. No, 60 bucks an hour is unbelievable. I wish it was that. <laughs> Yeah, you'd still be doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> I cooked. I cooked during the day. You, you I formed at night you, for four years. You, you said something interesting that where, at the age of three or whenever it was, you got excited and you loved the idea of being on the stage. And I've always been interested in acting as well. My whole life. I mean, I got into cooking when I was young, and I thought, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I've never done it. So a couple, I'd say, what about it? What was it like a year and a half ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. About a year and a half ago, I told everybody, I said, I'm taking Thursdays and Tuesdays, three hours a night, and I'm going to acting classes. And I went on 54th Street, this acting studio place. I forgot the name of it exactly. But I went and took acting classes for 10 weeks. It was introductory to Meisner. And of course, I'm there with all these young puppies, you know, they're like 19, 18, 20 years old. These kids, they're looking at me like, who's the old guy in here? What's he doing? What's, what's going on? I don't understand what he's doing here. Anyway, they, and by the third class, one of them looks over and taps me on the shoulder and goes, aren't you that guy on the Food Network? What are you doing here? But anyway, <laughs> it was, it was exactly hilarious. Right. But I took it very seriously. I took the class. I had my scene with my partner. I practiced out of class. And you said earlier you were addicted to the stage. And I don't know, but I didn't even get on the stage, but just performing in front of the class, I felt the adrenaline. I felt that like, 
wow, this is how all these kids get hooked on acting and move to New York and wait tables, you know, for, for, for years and years to try to get a, and make a break in the, in the industry of either being on the stage or behind the camera. And I, I, I mean, it's obviously very different than what we do now on, 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 you know, what you do in the kitchen or what I'm doing on Chopped. We're not, we're just, we're just us. But yeah. the, the idea of portraying a character, I mean, I, I am a little jealous. Every time I see a really good performance on stage, I'm like, I really want to do that. I would love to try to do that. Well, I, I, I wouldn't discredit. I mean, I think you were even just performing for your fellow classmates during that. And I remember when you were doing that, I was so impressed and uh, just, you know, I was so excited for you, right? Just because it's such a departure, but it's it's useful through every facet of your life, professionally and personally, I think, just to put yourself out there like that. And when you did perform for your other classmates, you were on stage 100%. You know, it might not have been 150 people, 1,000 people, but you got a taste of it. And, and obviously, I don't, I don't think you've, uh, I mean, are you planning on once this all, you know, plea ends, no, are you going to get back at no. it? Why? The no more? Is no. I, you know what? I might, I might, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my dream. I'm going to go out there and maybe I'll start auditioning. I'll start doing, you know, maybe I should start while on this quarantine time, maybe I should start walking on some different accents and stuff. You know what I mean? To work this tip, you know, get, you know, to work on some copy, you know, read some scripts. Well, it's funny you guys are both, you both were interested in kind of acting and performing, and yet you both had restaurants at, at some time. So how do, how do you think that relates to, to performing arts? And um, yeah. Well, I was always, you know, I mean, I feel like cooking obviously is, 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 is a mode of performance. You know, it's making people smile through their sensation of taste, right? So that's the same thing as like making people laugh on stage. You get that same kind of instant gratification, but that's what I loved about the deli world that I kind of grew up in. I always worked in delis in high school and through college and then my own, because to me, that was the, 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 a blending of the back of the house and the front of the house, right. Is that deli counter, which was my stage slicing meats, interacting with people, getting them that first slice, making sure it's a quarter pound, nice and thick. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole, performance to it and that's why i was like hooked on that world but i don't know mark i mean you, you you were in the you know the back of the house probably way more than i was but you i mean it's the same yeah, you thing went to, you we're, went to cooking school too didn't you you went to you correct went to yeah. at one point, right? yep correct Which so i, I mean I, was... i'm trained yeah well i mean like because i and that was to me was to get you know i wanted to solidify my skills you know get the you know get that under my belt to help increase my odds of making it you know, in food television. Because I knew I was never going to be the best. Look, look at me now. now. But I'm, I'm, now. I'm, just I'm, I'm Facebooking while uh, you're Instagram living while recording it. Double duty. This is amazing. We're, we're so multi-talented. It's amazing. We're, we're multitasking. But just to be clear, so you, you went to college for radio and TV. Correct. Correct? Uh-huh. What's that? What did you learn then that is still the same as it is now. Is it, did you feel like it helped you? And then after that, obviously you went to cooking school. So. I, uh, I don't, I don't know what I did with that degree. Like I never did anything professionally because <laughs> I really didn't, you know, I, I think I just paid that loan off finally. I don't know, four years, uh, into my television career, which is Nicely done. You know, not saying a lot. Um, but I was an average student, you know, I did video like production, edited video for, news and stuff like that. And I was in a band. What, what college did was kind of give, I don't know. 
give me a set of balls, I guess, and learn how to live on my own and all that. Uh, but I learned so much more in my adulthood. Like, I don't like, even now that we're shooting the kitchen from our house and, you know, I'm doing all these setups and like, it, that's, it's helped me with the technical side of it, especially now when we're, you know, we're, we're, we're without crew, you know, there is no more crew. It's my wife. Well, that's, I, I, I was going to ask you because I, and I, unfortunately, I, I, Saturday I was, I was deep involved in, in my vegetable garden and I didn't have time to see it, but was last week the first one that you had remotely shot, shot remotely like you're doing? No, it was, uh, that was actually two weeks ago. Last week was like our last new studio one. So the next four weeks will be all remotely, you know, shot in the home quarantine edition. So, you, so this, so what, what, it's on Saturdays, right? Yep. Of course, Saturdays, Saturdays at 11 o'clock. 11 a.m. Eastern yeah, 11 Standard Time. He's in Chicago. It's a different time there, oh. right? It's one hour earlier. It's one hour earlier. Okay, so whatever. You're safe. So it's Saturday morning. It's on, but I'm, I'm excited this Saturday to watch it. One, because I want to see not only the show, because I like the show, but because I want to see the technical aspect of it and how you yeah. guys dealt with this. Because this must be different. I mean, I know they, when they send you a bunch of a bunch of wires and cameras and lights and said, go ahead, take yourself cooking in your kitchen. What, what is it like doing this? This is crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's basically shooting an entire television show on your telephone. You know what I mean? Then that's what we're using. iPhones. One of them's in a handheld device called a gimbal and Sarah's on that getting close-ups in the shot of just me. And then the other ones are locked off. So you get the food and the overhead shot. And then I got a little microphone. I got lights tripod i so i communicate with the production through my son through my son lorenzo's phone and we're talking to that via zoom and then sarah's talking through the ipad to the director who's directing her to put the camera places it is i am so tired at the end of it i'm like i don't care what you say how much we're all getting used to watching you know, newscasters from their house and, and weather people from their house and Kimmel and Fallon, nothing will ever replace a television crew. Cause you know it, Mark, I know it. You get to set, you sit your fat ass down, they bring you coffee or tea or whatever you want. And then you leave at the end of the day after making stupid zingers and jokes for eight, nine hours. And that's it. You can't leave this job. And it's always in your freaking house. I so okay, leave. all right, calm He's down. Can't leave work. For how long? So Forty days. He wants Guys, out. I think I think Kevin Fever just kicked in. We've got Jeff Morrow crying on the other end of the phone here. He needs a break. He needs a break, man. All right. Jeff, this is the new life. This is the new reality. He's oh, foaming. he's foaming it's at the mouth. This is terrible. Happening. Oh no. Jeff, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna get Meisner. Meisner. That was good. That was good. Get back to your character. I love it. I love that. Listen, but what, I, what I'm also, but you forgot to mention actually the one thing that we know how to do really well, but you have to do everything yourself. You got to prep everything. You got to prep the swap outs. You got to do yeah. all of the cooking. You got to do all of the, all of the shopping. Like, so yeah. when we're on set, there's a whole team of people that does that for us, that right? That is the and biggest thing doing, yeah, the, uh-huh. This is The crazy. culinary so, crew, it's crazy. Yeah, we're doing each recipe twice, two passes. So... We're essentially getting four camera angles. like So we have to clean up and then reset like the and dishes. do it again. The dishes, the dishes and that's, alone in this is, quarantine. I just want I am out. so tired. My hands. I wish, and we're out, you know, remember the Palmolive, was it? You know, your hands get soft. My hands yeah. aren't getting soft. You know, luckily Sarah handles 
most of the day. She insists, but she's a she's a trooper, man. She's she's right in there with me because the other the the other option is is not working. And I, you know, we all want to work here and do what we can to. Well, I feel you, like you listen. I can't. I can't feed people. I might as well entertain them, right? Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, it's Mark Murphy, and welcome to the second episode of Food 360 Live. With me on the mic is Emily Carpin. Our guest today, a very good friend, Jeff Morrow of Food Network's The Kitchen. Well, here's the deal. Is also, I think that, you know, the, the, the public is used to seeing your show every Saturday and they're, they're going to miss you. If you just yeah. start, you can't just start running reruns because time's moving on and you got things yeah. to talk about and you got people to talk about. It's, it's interesting. And, and I'm interested and I say, you know, so, so where is this, where is this, you know, quarantine thing taking us to? And I'd like to know from you, obviously now I know one thing you don't want to keep doing, doing the show from your house. I well, I'll, I'll do it as long as it, it takes, it. right? Forever. Oh, well, yeah, I love it. it. I mean, look, you're a trooper. I know. You'll dig the ditch. You'll keep filling it until it's until, until we're, we're allowed to go out and do something else. But what have you learned new today in this time in the last four weeks or five weeks or however? How was it been? Six months? It's, now, it's four day weeks? 40. I'd say not 40. That um, not that she's counting or anything. But what have you learned that you're going to keep doing when this is over that made your life, is making your life easier? Is there anything that you you can you can acquire, I mean you know quantitate towards like oh this is actually why didn't I think of this earlier? Um, it is. I I don't know. You know what I mean. Keep it at least from the recipe standpoint. Keep it a little I'm more simple. About, I'm talking about anything in your life anything. right now. Anything no, that's I think anything. Well, any first of all, like is you know let's get granular with the show. I mean it's. If it's complicated to do it in this setting, in my kitchen twice over, it's probably complicated for the home viewer to do it, right? So keep it simple, right? There's beauty and simplicity in cooking what you know, right? Cook what you know, make it simple or simpler, you know? I think in life, it's like, 
I, it show it's it's given me greater patience that I think would wear thin when I wouldn't get on a plane every five six days, which I'm normally used to, and right. being in close quarters really kind of hones that muscle uh, that otherwise gets rest when you jump on a plane. And I go to New York every week, almost, you know, I'm somewhere every week. I haven't been anywhere. I mean, except around the block with the dogs, you know? So it really has taught me uh, uh, some patience. I'm still working on patience, but it's, it's made me a more patient person, which I can definitely translate to not only my home life, but also being on set and hurrying things up. Like I like to get I like to get moving in television. Nothing's rare. You know, things are rarely moving with, with, with speed. I feel like. Right. And you guys are both part of a, an ensemble cast, you know, co-host, right? How, yeah. how, who are you missing? Um, what's it been like doing it on your own for, for both of you? Uh, I'm missing, I'm missing everybody collect just being in a room with people and riffing. You know, I think that's <laughs> my, that's so much like for me, that's my, I've been doing it my whole life is, you know, a class clown in, you know, working rooms and, and feeding off people. And that's what's beauty about the format. It's like, I can lay back and I wait and I throw a zinger in there when it's appropriate or when it's not appropriate and then they just cut it out. Uh, but uh, so I'm missing, I'm missing doing that because now we're trying to replicate it via Zoom in, in internet, you know, in telecommunication, you know, teleconferencing. It's not the same, man. I, I miss like human interaction live when you can see and yeah, smell I, the person. I, you know, for me, too, it's like, you know, I well, first, I think it's a double edged sword because I'm, I'm obviously I'm, we're doing a lot of these cocktail hours with friends. We're doing them together ourselves, you and I and our families together. But, uh, you know, I got to I got to have drinks with my friend in Rome the other night, which I never really I see her when I go to Rome. And another friend of mine who wrote he lives in Connecticut. We got together on, on the thing and we had, we, had a, we had a drink together. So that was fun. But I do miss the the human interaction, the actual yeah. person standing there. I mean, I don't mind that I don't have to clean up after you after you after we're done. I just push the button, you know, and it's and, over. And yeah, it's over. There's, I just no rings rings on the white table per usual. Just various <laughs> ash, just ash everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's always. A big I mean, there's also something very special that the energy you get from people, right? When you're around them, the energy of your co-host, the energy of everybody that mm -hmm. works there. It's been hard to transition into this time and doing it. Alone. Yeah, no, I don't. We, we are not shooting Chopped uh, remotely yet. I don't know if that's ever something they would be able to do, but I think it would be very difficult. I don't even <laughs> know how they would do that. I'm sure. I, but you would do it if they asked you to do it. I mean, they, if they found a Look, way, you would do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be doing some. Uh, I'm going to be doing some live stuff here for the app soon. Uh, they they sent me a bunch of equipment, which oh, they sent me all the wires as well. I'm going to have to figure that out. I'm telling you, I just did a, I just did three demos for a partnership with a, a beer company and they sent everything. And I am telling you three metric ton of stuff, boxes, <laughs> cables, 200 foot cables to my router in the basement, robotic camera. I mean, it was, my head was spinning the last two days and our kitchen was like as many cords as you'd put on set of chops. So, I mean, but this, you do it, right? I mean, because, A, I want to work. It's a great opportunity. And, B, it's like, what else am I – what else was I going to do today, honestly? I mean, what, take well, my exactly. – you know, take my fourth I bath mean, of the week? <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> yeah. you, so you are showering. That's, That's a good, good thing to know. And shaving. I did. I, find, I, I did shave. The, the mustache lasted the first, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks of quarantine. And then I and felt like happened? it was like food was getting – I was like, like taking sips yeah. of things and going like this. 
like Sam Elliott, you know, after a sarsaparilla, like oh. and like sucking the whatever, and I'm like, oh my god! Oh, it, right. oh, okay, we got it, we got it. I Bring made it myself sick. I really did. It yeah. was horrible. And then I yeah, vomited no, but, on my mustache, which I in turn sucked out and yeah. ate, and then vomited. You Not know how it's thing. a vicious cycle. So the, you, you've been playing a lot of music. I saw you and Lorenzo jamming out the other day on Instagram. You're, are you? I mean, this is such. I'm so jealous because obviously I know you're a you're a musician and you've got guitars and drums and flutes and whatever else you got in the house. But uh, I don't know. cannot you, play. You got, you got a harpsichord back there too. I got. I got a bassoon. I, I was. I was never. I was. I was never really given music lessons when I was a kid. I was just getting yelled at all the time, so they didn't have time to teach me anything. But, um, but you got to learn all these kind of fun things, and, and it must be great having that that father son thing going on. Well, like my son's not, and I know I know Callan, your son is a tremendous athlete and baseball player, and every you know every uh, sport he touches. My son is. I'm not saying he's not gifted. He just never took a shining to it. So. It was always, you know, he does Taekwondo and he does uh, music in the School of Rock program. And for me, it was like, you know, let's see how he does. It, like, I, I never like pushed it, but it's become since I've played music since I was a kid. Now he's doing it. It's become like our catch. You know what I mean? So father's sons, they go out back, they throw the ball around, which we do and stuff. But like just getting together and jamming for 15 minutes is fun. Like it's a release for both of us. It's a good hobby, just something that you could pick up at. Uh, you don't really need to depend on anything for other than whatever skills you retained that day. Uh, and it's right. such a release for me. Like I could be fairly crabby or tense or anxious or something. And I, I pick up, I strum something, I sing a little tune, you know, and not even performing just for myself. And then uh, it's well, just, I, there's uh, nothing better. Well, you know, the last time I was, I was, uh, I was grateful enough to be a guest on the, on, on the kitchen I noticed you had a whole setup on set. You have guitars and other people come in and jam with you. They give you your own little room there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, because I've, I've made myself a very uh, simple and easy to work with talent on set. I don't ask. I ask for coffee in the morning, and that's it. I don't need a, a chicken for lunch. I don't need the kale chips. I don't need none of that. I just want that. And I've, I think through the years, I've pieced together and kind of uh, uh, commandeered a, a room in our studio, which has turned into my music room, right? Nobody's really said anything yet, I guess, because I don't be, I'm not a pain in the ass to work with, at least in my head, that's why. But it is like my, it is my thing. Like it, it's how I reset in between the 12 acts we shoot in a day, six acts per show, two shows a day, kind of keeps me fresh and keeps me tight, you know? Right. It's fun. Well, now, and now, but of course, uh, you know, I guess the, the production's going to learn now because of the quarantine situation that you can get your own damn coffee. Yeah, exactly. I, know, oh, man. I just shout out commands and nobody's listening here in my home. Like, can I get a, uh, can I get a, the chicken uh, yeah. ranch uh, BLT wrap? I, and nobody's, that that, that vase is going to come crashing over your head if you ask me too much, I think. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> and I so start Jack, snap, snapping my fingers. That's That works too, Mark. Oh, you know that's, that. That's, yeah, that'll go a long way. Um, what kind of music do you listen to when you cook? Oh my God, everything, which I'm listening to the new Fiona Apple album that came out last week. So I'll listen to a new album and I'll probably listen three, four times through the course of three, four meals uh, and let it soak in before I make a determination as to whether or not I will listen to it again. But I'm a fan of like, wow. just like indie music, um, hip hop, everything from The Strokes to Wilco to 
Frank Sinatra, you know, anything. Just it's it's all about mood and what day of the week. You know, if it's like Monday, Tuesday, I might not even listen to music. It's like, let's just get through this shit and like move on, you know, enjoy the meal. But it's not time to like party, especially now since because during this quarantine, Sarah and I have had like a, a zero booze during the week policy. That's a terrible policy. Honestly. It is. It's not easy, but it's it's it is. I'm like, why? Um, I know why. She's fine. She can live off one glass of wine a day for the rest of her. Me, it's a little harder. Maybe she's um, trying to say something to you. Hey, you know, we all have our ways of communicating and we're learning about each other's nuances these days through the quarantine. Yeah. So the music of the week, you know, I like it. I have outdoor speakers. I got speakers all through my house and I have vinyl records, too, that I can, you know, pump throughout the house. So I'm. It, it's always a constant in the house, especially when cooking. It's like hard to have both, you know, one without the other. You know me when I come to the beach house, I'm like, let's play some mute, you know, I'm. And when we're on we're trips together, I'm always very in tune to, to what's being played. Yep. Um, speaking of trips, so when this is all over, you're making me, you're all me cry. out of the house again. Where's your first trip? Where are you going? Ooh. And am I going with you? It, we're, I think we should all go to Tulum. I think that's first. Yes. Replicate that. Uh, I'd love to go uh, to Cayman. I love uh, Grand Cayman, Cayman Islands. Uh, I love their food. I love the beach. It's so small. Great people. Um, you know, I'm just looking for like before that, like I'm looking forward to going somewhere with friends, obviously, and just like maybe even without the kids, just an adult trip just to get, you know, away from that situation. I'm sure all the parents would agree with me. Um, yeah. But I'm looking forward to like going out to dinner with like a group. Wasn't that sound right. fun? With and a, having people oh bring God, you things. Yeah, but you know what? Actually, I think the kids are probably excited about going to do something with their friends, too. I mean, I got two kids at home. I can't imagine being a teenager or being like, well, I mean, I got a 13 and a 16-year-old. It's like, imagine being without any friends around. I mean, like being a teenager and not having friends to hang out with, it must oh, be the weirdest thing. It is, and it's like, how is it going to shape the generation right now? You know, is that is this going to become its own unique Generation independent of whatever, Generation Z or the Zennials or whatever the hell they call them now. But is right. it like all the kids from in school aged right now are going to be forever changed, you know? I don't well, know. Well, How is this going to shape them in the future? Yeah, I'm, 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 I, I'm, just, I'm just hoping in the end of all this, there's something good stuff comes out of it. I think we're all learning a good lesson right now that the planet's taking a good big breath of fresh air. I feel like everybody's saying how oh, the air's better. You know, people can do a lot more things without actually having to travel. I think like mm -hmm. I was just, I was listening to, I think, I think Cuomo was saying it yesterday. He was talking about, you know, this, uh, what, what do they call it? When you do the medicine with the, with the phone? Telemedicine. Like, telemedicine. telemedicine. Yeah. I mean, you know, if once you get older, whatever, I mean, we're already a little, you know, it, it, it'd be easier to call the doctor and just have a little FaceTime with them. You don't have to spend the money getting in the gas and spending it and driving to the, yeah. to the doctor. It's like, you know what? Take two aspirin and go to bed. <laughs> That's it. You know, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah. And you know, every, everybody should win. Like you're, you know, more preserved and who knows and how long this, 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 virus will be present in the whatever in on surfaces on people and everything i mean if you can uh you know reduce the risk of infection i mean that's that's in the near future like i don't see that i mean i think anytime an old person walks in a hospital an old person a senior or one of our elders it's risky whether they fall yeah. or catch something or whatever and if you kind of mitigate that risk from people from all ages hospitals are like 
You know, I got friends in the hospital right now. I had a very close friend in the hospital and he had a liver transplant. I can't see him. Um, and yeah. for his sake, for my, like, you can't even walk in a hospital right now. And that's, that's crazy. But in the future, there will be a lot less reasons to walk in a hospital. I'm, I'm looking to walk into a restaurant first. Yeah. I want to get, walk into a restaurant with a bunch of people at the bar, oh, order, the bar. order a drink, oh. sit down and have a meal Rounds. with friends and hug them. Ah. Oh, my God. And guess what happens? When you're done dining, you give them. It's, it's, I don't know if you guys remember. It's like a little card that has digits on it. And it holds information in the cloud for your banking. And you give that to them. And you don't have to do any dishes. You just give it to them and you get, and then you walk up and you leave. Yeah. And someone comes over and takes the dish from. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. And they're not robots. They're human people. That we love. That we love. That want to get back to doing that. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We'll all find new traditions, but I want to go back to some 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 family traditions. So no you were boy. born and raised in Chicago. You're from a big family. Mark mm-hmm. is born was born in Italy, um, Italian American family. What is your kind of favorite family tradition? Let's say Italian American. And then, Mark, I want to hear your favorite kind of family tradition that you will keep. Uh, my favorite is, 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 is within the same breath, arguing, laughing, and crying um, <laughs> while around the dinner table. I don't know. I think for us, it's, it's Christmas Eve has always been big. Um, we host it now, so we have 32, we're up to 32 people in our home. The meal planning goes on for a year you know, prior. We switch up the menu every year. We often adhere to specific themes like Mexican or Greek or uh, all American. So I just love that. And, you know, I miss, you know, I, I've, I guess the greatest tradition I learned growing up is, is filling your house frequently, you know, with people and family and friends. And 
obviously now not to put a downer on it, but that's, you know, impossible. We were just talking to a friend of ours in, uh, in Washington and, uh, She's Greek, and she the Greek Easter was just has just yeah, passed Sunday. last week. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, usually they have thirty or forty people over for Greek Easter, and they cook all this food. And she says, I think I saved a lot of money this year. I didn't have anybody come over. <laughs> Whole <laughs> lambs are cheap. The same amount. Yeah, she said she still cooked a lot because it's just sort of traditional. I mean, for me, I think you know, traditionally, I think with, with my family uh, here is is really. Thanksgiving is my favorite. I mean, it's just like, and it's it's not even just the food. It's just getting together and being with people. And it's just, you know, and bringing in people that don't have families or can't travel as far, bringing them into the table and under, under your roof and having a good time. And it's just, yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's a real, and also I, what I've always said about Thanksgiving is I love it. You can you all get together and you don't have to worry about buying people presents because, you know, you never know what to get uncle this or aunt it's, this. But, I am Thanksgiving, so nothing. over it. I, I, that's what I love about Thanksgiving. That is probably hands down my favorite because they, we don't host it. So we get to go, we go to my in-laws and I help her cook and I get, we get dinner on the table and everything. But then I get up and leave. And then I go to my, my cousins where all my family, my side is at, and then we drink and have dessert. I usually bring a nice bottle of bourbon or tequila or something. I don't have to clean. I don't have to cook. I don't have to menu plan. It's very, you know, relaxing and you don't have to like lug gifts in and out of your car or worry about the pressure. I'm, I'm over it. I keep saying that. I'm like, I don't want anything from anybody, but just guess what? You're not getting anything from me. I'll make you a meal. (laughs) But you know what? Like I'll wind, I'll get the best, great wine, great, beautiful meat, all this stuff. We'll put on a beautiful party. It's not even about, it's not about like being frugal or anything. It's just, it's a headache. And all you end up with is like a sea of paper, you know, like. And a bunch of stuff somebody probably doesn't even want. Half the time you get stuff, it's like, I don't need this. This is the last thing I needed. Well, it, sa- it sounds like you guys need to make better lists, maybe for your loved ones, uh, and shop a little smarter, is all I'm saying. Okay, all right. This <laughs> is where we're going to cut her out of the screen. Uh, no, this is, this is so I, I, was, I had something really genius to say. Oh, I just remembered it. So I don't think it's a secret, but you're working on a cookbook, right? Yeah, I actually finished the photography the day the lockdown happened like that Sunday before that Monday. So I worked on the book the first two weeks of the quarantine, like finished the manuscript. So it's, it's handed in, everything's ready to go. Now, hopefully a year, you know, less than a year from now, it'll come out, God willing. Who shot the book? Uh, Ken Goodman. Our good friend, Ken. Ken. He Ken loves is such you. a great guy. I Ken's gotta tell you, best. salt of the earth. Best Salt guy. of the earth. And you know what? We did it. We were lean and mean. We had a couple people, my, my, my like sous chef here, my culinary producer here that I use, uh, and one guy from uh, Tim Macklin, our culinary producer from the kitchen, and Ken, and that was it, rented an Airbnb about five minutes from my house. Ken and Tim stayed there in the Airbnb. We shot the whole thing on natural light. It was lean and mean, and everybody was a trained chef, so it was like no people like mucking stuff up. You know, the food looked real, right. but it looked pretty. And we moved with purpose like you would in a kitchen. And it wasn't like, let me run this through the chain. Let me, you know, like that's, yeah. that stuff wore on me. I mean, it's a t- tremendous amount of work, though. I mean, oh, I, you know, I, mean, I knew I, it was going to be, but nothing prepares you for it. It's crazy. Look, my, my cookbook as well. It's like, let's do a cookbook. So much fun. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, this takes so much, so much work. 
It's wow. really amazing how much work it is. But now, hopefully, it's out before Christmas, and now you know you don't have to buy anybody a present. You just wrap up a bunch of your cookbooks uh-huh. and bring them that all That is Mark Murphy, television genius. I love it. <laughs> and if it's know. not out, you bring them a little postcard, say, when it comes out, you'll get it. Oh, it's like a free coupon. There you go. To be cashed in later. And, to be cashed and in later. Everybody. Equal or lesser value. Of course, two. But two. I do, I mean, I don't want to, I do think that people can assume that writing a cookbook is easy. And that having uh, a cook, you know, everyone always asked us, why don't you have a cookbook yet? It had been years. You've only had one. This is your first one. What's one thing that you learned from the process that, um, that you would tell people that's, that they would probably assume is much easier than it actually is? Don't do it. Um, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's not cheap. Um, you know, you got to dip into the pocket. Uh, I think you're, you know, as good as the people you surround yourself. I learned that trust my instincts as far as, you know, who I wanted around me to do it. And, and I think that I wasn't pressured into using like fancier, like more, I don't know. I mean, Ken, if you know, Ken, I mean, Ken, Ken, Ken is like a legend almost in, in the business um, and a, a great photographer. But I, I, I learned that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And I, you know, it, I learned a lot about like my own voice too, as far as writing the head notes, which I really went, I think pretty, pretty deep into. And I have some very lengthy, most head notes are lengthy. So it's almost closer to, it's like a it's hybrid memoir slash, cookbook a lot of great stories in there and was this, i don't was know this like a therapy just, session was this a therapy oh my session God. Did you write this thing out or what <laughs> dude i was very relieved you know to to hand it in it was it uh, overwhelmingly uh it, you know accomplished feeling so well, uh, for head- but not ready to repeat it anytime soon <laughs> yeah right but for people that don't know head notes are each recipe that goes into a cookbook you have to write kind of a, a story about yeah. either why you chose that recipe or why it's important to you, which is in itself a lot of work. Yeah, no, it's not. It's almost it's more, right. you know. I mean, it's yeah. almost more work than the the recipe. I mean, the recipes yeah. I either had or we developed or whatever, and you right. shoot them and they, you know, they tweak them and then you make them look pretty and all that. But it's like the like that's your voice, and I feel like I kept. I think one of my problems was I kept like painting, repainting, you know, like going back and painting over the canvas and like you know, it was like. Sometimes you just gotta step away, and it's yeah. and lock it in. You know what I mean? It's and not done. Try to Leave like, it alone. It's done. Sign the painting. It's pretty funny. It's it's amazing though. I mean, I've had my cookbooks been out for a while, but I I love that it it does in the end bring me a lot of joy when I get people telling me either on social media or something that they cooked one of the dishes from the book and that they loved it and their family loves it. It's it's now one of their uh, you know they're they're in their rotation and their family of what they're cooking. It's really nice to be able to take a little bit of something that you do and give it to them. For, to them to share with their family, which is we're basically as a chef or as somebody that's in the food industry, we're, we're looking to do that all the time anyway. But yeah, what is the, uh, yeah. well, I was just going to ask you what, what's uh, two, two quick questions, best dish and worst dish you've made during quarantine. You must have had a clunker no? Best dish I've made during quarantine. We'll start with the best. Sarah, what was the best dish so far? We've been crushing it. That's a fact. <laughs> She's not paying she attention. She says, She's eating carrots like a freaking Easter bunny right now, crunching away, ruining my audio. Um, I either we I did lamb chops this Saturday before Easter, um, and they were like 
from this place called Purely Meats that does has done lamb for generations. And I got them. And you know, like wet aged meat, right? It has like a sweet smell to it, especially with like lamb. It was like so funky. And I was like, I dry it out over the night on a rack. And I grilled them up with just some Greek style potatoes, just peeled and halved and like simmered for an hour and a half in lemon juice and stock and butter. Um, it, and that was it. The lamb, the, 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 the potatoes, um, and like a salad. And it was just the lamb was so funky and charred. It was awesome. That was my favorite. Love it. The, the worst one. This is this is a good this is a good uh, uh I don't know what was it I don't know maybe I made pancakes one morning for Lorenzo and I just think like I undercooked them you know so they're like gummy in the middle but they look oh, yeah, really that's... pretty and I was like doing a live demo for them it just my heart wasn't in it you know what I mean when you're just like churning out demos because like you know duty calls but I wasn't right. connected like my 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 heart and the plate weren't connected, you know. And it's and he was like, you "These know, are all, they're pretty good." And I'm like, Ooh. It, happened, "It happens sometimes." It's funny you mentioned lamb chops because I just butchered some lamb chops earlier, and they're marinating in olive oil and herb de Provence, and that's what we're having uh, for dinner tonight. See, and what do we lucky. call those? We call them sprotaditos. Sprotaditos. I saw that on your. Uh, what what does that mean? It means burning the fingers because you're that. supposed to when you grill them you pick them up and you eat it with your fingers you eat it like oh, like yeah you know, so and you burn good. your fingers. In Italiano. In Italiano, si dice scottadito. Como se dice? Scottadito. Como se dice? Scottadito. Scottadito. So Jeff, who's your dream quarantine guest, dead or alive, that you can come over for dinner? Who are you? Who are you picking? Or no, no, they got to be with the, the whole time. Oh. Somebody, no, the quarantine. Whoa. Who would you, who, okay. <laughs> Who would, oh, God. You, who would you input into that family right now? We, we need a fourth oh, person. God. There's three of you. We need an even we number. It's a house of cards, man. No, we can't. We're too tight. It's just the three <laughs> of us here. If we had one more, I mean, it's like way, it's like, it doesn't take much to overload this little uh, three pack we got going. Um, good question. I would say who's always, you know, who would I quarantine with alive or dead? <sighs> Man, are we like who would you do? Like, have you have you answered this? Is it like a select? Is it? No yeah, like we've asked before, but no one's asked us. No one's asked us. I don't. I'm not even. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm almost thinking that I would think that I would want to quarantine somebody that my kids would be able to hang out with because I feel bad for them being. You know, there's. I mean, there, there's. Our, their brother and sister. They get along really well, but I mean, oh, if they had a mutual no, no, friend. No. Oh, Pino just threw up. What happened? God, what happened? The dog just threw up. Get up oh, from there. Oh, no. This is what happens oh, online. This is, this is what happens online. All right, live. outside. This is what happens on live. I'm just going to make sure he's outside. We'll clean that up. <laughs> it's very yellow. I think he I think he oh. ate some of the chickpea curry I made uh, earlier this morning. Well, maybe that's your worst dish. It didn't settle well. You know what I would, you know what I would do? I would... Like a like a robot. <laughs> can I quarantine with a robot? That's you can do anyone like, you want. Like a super oh, intelligent robot, you know, that can can um not only, you know, obviously do the dishes and clean up the kitchen, but also clean up dog vomit. Uh that is yeah. the color of a uh, you know, Mumbai sunset that I'm looking at right now. 
I think, well, I get to answer. What's that? Don't I get to yes. answer? Okay, sure. Yes, yes of course. Answer. He's got to go clean up. we gotta go, we got to get this over I was going to say, I think I'd pick Jim Gaffigan, a comedian, Ooh. for sure. Because that They're would be Tears of a clown. Tears of a clown. There you go. And someone well, has to make me laugh. Listen, Jeff, <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. I think this was fun. I think I hope you had fun. I wish you were here in my house with me, quarantine, so we could hang out and have a drink together for a little bit. And but, Sarah and Lolo. Yes, I like know. I miss you. We miss you guys. I know we've we've been talking a lot, probably more you know more than we've ever talked before. But I, I think that's going to be our first trip is down to the beach, hop in the car. Sarah actually How- just got uh, tested and she's uh, negative, so. Tobin, she was positive. It's like the only test you want to you know, but still. Exactly. The only one you want to fail. Exactly. Oh, what a world. All right, Jeff, Jeff All right, we love, love you. you guys. Love you Thank too. You. Love you, brother. Toodles. See you soon. McDoodles. Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.